Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on our chapter a day journey where we find ourselves in Joshua 17. And it was verses 17 and 18 that resonated with me this morning. It says, but Joshua said to the tribes of Joseph, to Ephraim and Manasseh, you are numerous and very powerful. You will have not only one allotment, but the forested hill country as well. Clear it and its farthest limits will be yours. Today's podcast is entitled, The Land of Entitlement. The land of Iowa that has always been my home in this life journey is among the most abundant farmland in the world. And even though I grew up in Iowa's largest city and there were no farmers in my immediate family, farming is just kind of a part of life when you grow up here. I can remember as a kid, Saturday mornings were all about watching cartoons, but I still had to endure the U.S. Farm Report (laughs) before the cartoons started. As an adult, I've been friends with many people who did grow up on farms and in multi-generational farm families. Listening to their stories, I began to appreciate some of the larger issues that farm families have to deal with. And perhaps the largest issue for any farm family is the land. Along my life journey, I have heard so many stories of families torn apart by disputes over the family farm and the land. I've heard more than one person tell me that their family dutifully went to church every Sunday, but the land of the family farm was the idol. It was the God that the entire family system worshiped. I've watched grown men weep as they talk about the relational carnage and emotional scars that they carry because of the way the inheritance of the family farm was handled. Others have told me about close relatives who have harbored lingering hatred towards them over family land disputes. You know, the teacher of Ecclesiastes wisely said that there's nothing new under the sun, so I shouldn't be surprised that as the promised land is divided among the 12 Hebrew tribes, that there would have been conflicts that arose over the division of the land. And in today's chapter, the tribes of Joseph grumble and complain that they haven't been given enough land. Now, as I sat and I pondered their complaint in the quiet this morning, I couldn't help but wonder at the brashness of the complaint. I mean, among the 12 tribes of Israel, Joseph had Two of them, his sons Ephraim and Manasseh, were Jacob's grandsons whom he adopted as sons. So in essence, the two tribes of Joseph already have twice the inheritance as any other of Jacob's sons and tribes. What's more, they were given preferential treatment. After Judah, they were the first to receive their allotment. I mean, other tribes have yet to even be allotted any land. And the Joseph tribes are already complaining that they don't have enough. Beyond that, they complained that the land allotted to them had these fortified Canaanite cities that had, the Canaanites had these chariots that were technologically advanced in their day. They were made of iron. And they didn't want to have to deal with driving them out. So I translate (laughs) their request as, give us more land that will be easier for us to settle. Joseph was the favored son of Jacob. And it leads me to wonder if the family pattern was that 
his descendants retain the attitude and sense of entitlement that often accompanies favored children. This makes Joshua's reply to Joseph's tribes even more fascinating. In essence, he tells them that they're stuck with the land allotted and that they can have all the land that they want beyond the allotment, but they have to conquer it and claim it for themselves. During the quiet this morning, I find myself grateful that I and my family have never had to deal with internal inheritance and land disputes on that level. At the same time, I have to confess that as I point my finger at Joseph's tribes this morning, there are three of my fingers pointing back at me. There are many ways that selfishness and entitlement reveal themselves in life. There are many other things in life that become just as much of an idol as farmland. You know, Jesus taught a lot about being content with one's circumstances on this earth. It's a subject that I rarely hear talked about or discussed in a culture of entitlement and an economy that is fueled by discontentment. But as a disciple of Jesus, I can't ignore the lesson. And so today, I enter another day of labor, <laughs> choosing on this day to be grateful and diligent and content. I hope you're content wherever this finds you, my friend. Have a good one. We'll be back here tomorrow.